0: This is Will Baker, President of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation and our continuing podcast series Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. My guest today is Keith Morton, Executive Vice President and General Counsel of the Virginia Chamber of Commerce. Keith, welcome. Thanks, Will. Thanks for inviting me on. Great to have you. You and I first met on Capitol Hill earlier this summer when you were making a presentation on the Bay and the connection of Bay issues and interest to your membership, and you were making that presentation to members of Congress. I, uh, <laughs> I distinctly remember, and I think I told you this, Keith, I, I felt like I was listening to a Chesapeake Bay Foundation presentation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will. I, I know it's important to Virginia businesses. Uh, we think improving the Bay's health is, is good for business.
0: Well, it certainly came through and you were describing various metrics and uh, survey and information you had gathered. Uh, so let our listeners know a little bit about how the chamber does um, review these data and and come about with policies
1: and ideas and how important is it to you well thanks will uh, you know we're we're a, the Virginia Chamber of Commerce is actually a, a member driven organization we have over 26,000 businesses uh, in the Commonwealth as members and so what we decided to do four years ago was actually create a blueprint for the new governor and so we met in over 30 regions in the state and talked with over 5,000 business leaders to ask them what was important to them and of course you you would think being a a chamber you know uh, economic development and job creation was important but they also thought you know healthcare, transportation workforce development energy and the environment was also important uh, that we we take positive positions on to to improve the Commonwealth's business climate standings so when Terry McAuliffe became governor four years ago we actually presented uh, what we call blueprint Virginia at that time to him and the business community came out strongly um, in in their thought that they want to continue progress on restoring the chesapeake bay and the rivers um, and continue implementation of virginia's chesapeake bay uh, phase two Um, so that was that's what happened four years ago Uh, now now at the current time uh, virginia is one of two states that are are having the governor's elections this year and we are going back to the business community and surveying them and, and asking them what is important for them uh, for the next four years and the next administration with an eight-year horizon um, so this time we've actually polled over 5,000 businesses in the state uh, and we had town halls in over 40 locations throughout the Commonwealth just to get a sense from them or, or you know some of the issues that they think is important and regarding energy and environment you know they've, they've come out very strongly um, in, in their thought for the business community's continued support of federal funding uh, to restoring the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, 87% of those we polled uh, strongly felt, strongly supported um, funding to restore the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, The respondents overwhelmingly also thought that sustainability was important uh, to businesses uh, and the state. We had over 80% polling of of respondents suggest that. Um, We also um, had strong support uh, from, from Respondents uh, that access to public and open space and protection of natural resources was essential to a high quality of life in Virginia. And we think these components, these metrics are are very important, particularly now that when you look at business climate rankings like CNBC, um, Forbes, uh, quality of life is is a metric that also goes into how well a a state is valued and ranked um, for their business climate. So we're, we're seeing more and more of the businesses um, find value in this. Uh, they realize sustainability uh, is very important for an economic standpoint and a business climate standpoint. Um, and all of that is also being reflected in the polling that we're doing right now for Blueprint.
0: Keith, now, wait, wait a second. Are, are you are you absolutely sure you don't work for us? <laughs> <laughs> this is, is, I mean— I don't think you would find anything different if you were doing a survey of CBF's 240,000 members. It, it, it's such music to my ears, um, and the, this really sort of blows the doors off the old myth, which keeps sneaking back into dialogue that you know, we have to choose between the environment and the economy. It just, it just is not true.
1: And I would agree with you, and, and you know, I think what we're finding is a clean bay makes good business sense as well. And a lot of our members see that as 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 well. Um, you, you know, um, forty five counties and cities in Virginia have substantial economic dependency on the seafood industry. Uh, it's one of the oldest industries in the United States, and one of the largest in the Commonwealth. Uh, Virginia is the nation's third largest producer of of marine, marine products, uh, only outpaced by Alaska and Louisiana. Um, approximately 6,000 Virginians work on the water. So, you know, it's it's very important to our economy. And you might just think, well, of course, you, know, you might see that on the eastern shore of, of, of Virginia, but in our polling, it also reflects very well in southwest Virginia, south-south Virginia, and Shenandoah Valley uh, also. So there is a business case to be made for for a uh, healthy, uh, clean, sustainable Chesapeake Bay. And, and of course tourism as well is a huge economic driver. It is, fishing, boating, tourism, um, agribusiness, all very important um, to our economy. I
0: remember very early in my career, I was giving a presentation and one of the uh, people in the audience stood up and he was a CEO of a local uh, company and he said, you know, the bottom line is so important to all of us it was a was a largely business community but he said we all go home at night we all go home on the weekends and we take off our business clothes and we enjoy where we live here in chesapeake bay country for all the attributes the bay and the rivers bring to us and it it was a a, an affirmation then which uh, you're just confirming over and over again that, that we all live here and we all ha- uh, uh, participate and benefit from clean air and clean water. Uh, and and uh, what I am so impressed by is the way the Chamber has documented uh, these feelings from its members and is willing to go to the new governor with them.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's in, important to the quality of life, as I mentioned earlier. Um, it's also being evidence in our business climate rankings. Um, The next generation of the workforce, millennials, the quality of life is very important to them and they want to work for companies that believe that and they want to live in areas that also believe that. So you're seeing a lot of businesses also spending time and effort um, in sustainability and and water quality because one, they know it's important to their customers and two, they know it's important to the workforce, the the next generation of workers.
0: When, When businesses are looking to expand or relocate, is the quality of life, the uh, availability of outdoor recreation and resources such as we have in Virginia and Maryland throughout the Bay watershed, are, are those um, elements that businesses put on their list and look at when they're choosing a, a location to expand or or to relocate?
1: Yes, there, there are many that do that. Um, I don't, I won't say who, uh, but we have you know many members, many uh, businesses in Virginia. and You have those outside of Virginia. Amazon, being one, that's currently looking for you know its next headquarters. Yes, uh, but, it is quite <laughs> and, and quality of life is is very important to to that organization, as it is to many others. But if if you go and look at some of these other um, groups like uh, Virginia Forever, uh, the Business Alliance for the Bay, just to name a few, you'll see many uh, Virginia businesses that are listed who who see these um, as, as forms uh, to talk about these issues, to share best practices, um, to uh, look for opportunities for their employees to volunteer to help the community. So um, it, I would say it is very important to, to attract businesses. It's also important to attract the millennials to come to Virginia and work for these businesses. Um, and again, it's, it's important to our business climate as well.
0: Okay, Keith, I got you open the door, I got to ask you, are, are we going to get uh, Amazon's new headquarters, uh, East Coast
1: headquarters in, uh, in Virginia? Well, it would be nice. I know I know the governor and localities are putting together a, a plan, but you know, a lot goes into that plan. And I think more and more you're seeing the quality of life is becoming a, a factor in decisions on where businesses are locating. Um, in, in addition to that, you'll see many businesses that, that want to be good stewards uh, of our natural resources. Um, and they're putting more time and effort in their sustainability plans to be those good stewards.
0: Well, if you if you want me to uh, to to make the pitch for the great environment in the Mid-Atlantic region in Maryland, Virginia, and specifically to the Amazon folks, you can sign me up. <laughs> It'd be great for all of us. Um, now, Some of our listeners outside of the Commonwealth may not know that Virginia does have uh, off-cycle elections. So this is an election year for governor. And actually, Chesapeake Bay Foundation just had a gubernatorial forum uh, for Dr. Northam and Mr. Gillespie. They both uh, did a great job in talking about the importance of the bay and clean water and the rivers and streams leading into it. Uh, so t- tell us how you will use this information, this survey, as you go forward. Uh, and I, I take it, you, do you present it before the election to each of
1: the candidates or do you do it after the election to the next governor? We, we actually do both. So our polling, we're actually providing that to both candidates right now. Um, we think it's best to, to share the information in advance to help shape their policy um, moving forward. And also, once uh, the election has occurred on December 1st, the Virginia Chamber is actually going to have an economic summit in Williamsburg, and we're actually going to present the formal Blueprint Virginia 2025 to the next governor, uh, as I've mentioned, you know, it's going to have the business plan, strategic plan from the business community on a variety of issues from healthcare to education, workforce, et cetera. But we're also gonna have a chapter um, on the environment and the importance of the environment to Virginia's economic competitiveness.
0: We're, we're very fortunate in that we have had governors of all the Bay States for as long as I can remember who have put cleaning up the Bay and the rivers at, at, at a high place on their agendas. Uh, Keith, I should have mentioned, y- you've had a long history, both at the chamber, but also in serving uh, Virginia government, uh, and if if my information is correct, uh, you graduated from Virginia Tech, I, I, I come from a UVA family, so I'm not going to hold that against you, but uh, <laughs> but you graduated from, from Virginia Tech, and at age 21, w- were you the youngest magistrate in the Commonwealth's history?
1: Uh, well... I was told I was the youngest magistrate, yes, uh, in, in the history. There's no documented uh, evidence or record of that, but um, there was an impression that I was at the time.
0: I think we'll let that stand as fact. And then you <laughs> went on to work in various state agencies before going to the chamber?
1: So uh, I did. I, after um, I went to law school and, and got my master's in public administration, I worked at the Department of Planning and Budget. Um, then I worked for the Secretary of Health and Human Resources here in Virginia. I uh, also worked in various transportation agencies along the way as well.
0: Well, great, great service to the Commonwealth and, and now with the Chamber uh, bringing, making, making the linkage between a healthy environment and, and a, a strong and vibrant economy and, and how those two are really just two sides of the same coin when you think about it. If, if you were to take either one away it would certainly affect the other. We can't have a strong environment without a healthy economy. And the strong environment is supportive, as you've so well documented, of a healthy economy. Um, Keith, anything else you would like to tell us about the survey, about the blueprint, about the work of the chamber and, and the connections between the environment and the economy?
1: Well, so far, you know, we just finished uh, doing a polling and data collection that ended on uh, August 31st. So right now we're going through the information uh, that's been provided to us. But right now it looks like the business community still wants to continue its support to improve water quality in the Chesapeake Bay. But they also have indicated, you know, they want to promote continued investment in water quality infrastructure and stormwater uh, infrastructure projects as well. And they've also uh, want to encourage the continued use of agricultural best practices. Uh, to reduce agriculture runoff, of course. And all of these and other ideas will be documented and I say will be released on December 1st. So we look forward to providing this uh, to the next governor and working with the next administration on um, improving our environmental status um, and, and growing the economy at the same time.
0: Well, I yeah, I remember being impressed um, when I heard you and when I looked at, at the website and reviewed some of the data. You, you get down to a very granular level. Um, all the way into the need for stormwater runoff controls and for funding to uh, promote it and to provide for it. It's, it's the only source of pollution to the Chesapeake Bay which is continuing to grow while other all other sources are in decline. So it's the next big frontier and clearly it's expensive to control, um, not easy, but there are advances in technology which I hope will also help the economy and create jobs as more and more cities and municipalities are, are putting it in place. So there's another <coughs> connection.
1: Yes, and and you know, of course, all none of this can get done unless we work with our partners uh, and all the stakeholders involved um, and with the next administration to get it done.
0: Well, thank you so much, Keith. The, um, the funding coming from the federal level, we had a vote in the House just recently to take the president's budget which unfortunately and sadly had zeroed out the 73 million for the Chesapeake Bay and they brought 60 million back we we think a loss of 13 million is still a real concern so we hope the full 73 million will get restored in the senate uh, and that uh, that will work its way through the processes as we get into the fall and clearly your information your advocacy your survey from the Virginia Chamber of Commerce as to the great environmental and economic benefits from this work will will be a help and a plus for that. So Keith Martin, uh, Executive Vice President and General Counsel of the Virginia Chamber of Commerce, thank you so much for getting together today and uh, giving us your thoughts.
1: Thanks, Will, I appreciate the invitation.
0: For the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, this is Will Baker, our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving Chesapeake Bay. Be sure to tune in and listen every two weeks for a new podcast.